0: Welcome to the new podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. My name is Saul Weinreb, and I will be the host of this podcast. My goal in this series is to bring the words of the Nevi'im and the Ketuvim, the prophets and the writings, and to teach them in a way that allows the prophets to speak for themselves. Hopefully, over time, we will complete all of the books of Nevi'im and Ketuvim together. Today, this podcast is an introduction to the book of Yeshayahu, also known as Isaiah. I chose to start with Yeshayahu for many reasons, but mostly because it is my favorite book of the Tanakh. Yeshayahu was the most influential of the Nevi'im in the shaping of our religion, Judaism, other than, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses. Yeshayahu was the prophet who took the Torah and shaped it into a religion with a vision and purpose meant to last until the end of times more than any other book in Tanakh, other than possibly Tehillim and Psalms. The words of Isaiah permeate our prayers, our liturgy, and our literature. The message of Yeshayahu is both comforting and challenging, and he gives us a vision of hope, justice, and ultimate redemption, but one that also depends on our actions and our efforts to achieve it. No matter how much destruction and suffering Isaiah saw and lived through, he steadfastly believed in the ultimate justice of God and the triumph of truth. A quick review of the history of the times of Ishayahu is in order to understand this book. Isaiah prophesied during the reigns of four kings of Judah, the kings Uzziah, Yotam, Ahaz, and or Hezekiah. This spanned a time period of about 75 to 80 years of active prophecy. These were some of the most momentous events of Jewish history and world history. In the beginning of this time period, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah were both intact. The kingdom of Egypt to the south was mostly focused on its own internal affairs, and the great empires of Persia, Greece, and Rome were far off into the future. The technologies of war that were being developed in that time allowed for the conquering of vast territories, And the many smaller kings of the time were beginning to realize that great power and wealth could be gained by the ones who wielded the most power. The Assyrian Empire to the north of Israel and Judah was beginning its march of conquest across the Middle East, but had not yet come to exert its power over the lands of Israel and Judah. At first, the kings of Aram, which is approximately the area of modern-day Syria, and the kings of the northern kingdom, Israel, tried to ally themselves against Assyria in order to build an empire of their own. In order to build this, they wanted to make a powerful alliance and they sought Yehuda or Judah as a partner as well. Since the kings of Judah were reluctant to join this partnership, eventually Aram and Israel, that's Aram and Israel, eventually attacked Judah together. Their attack was unsuccessful, and soon after the Assyrians attacked and conquered Aram and Israel and destroyed both. This was the end of the kingdom of Israel and was done under the leadership of the Assyrian king Sancheirev. Assyria turned its attention then to Yehuda, and they then attacked the southern kingdom and destroyed the Judean countryside and many of its large cities. However, the capital of Jerusalem remained intact, and the king of Yehudah, who at the time was or Hezekiah, they were able to retain their kingship and retain the capital due to miraculous events that are recorded elsewhere in the Book of Kings. When the Assyrians ultimately retreated, the next issue was whether to remain independent, to become a vassal of Assyria, or to try to enlist the help of the other large empire of the time, Egypt, in an attempt to confront Assyria. As we study Isaiah, we will have to keep these events in mind in order to fully appreciate the context in which his words were spoken. There are certain primary ideas that are the main messages of Isaiah, and we will find these ideas and teachings throughout his writings repeatedly. It is worthwhile to pay attention as we study together, as these are the concepts that the Prophet wants us to learn, absorb, and be inspired by. Number one, Ishayahu teaches us his view of the role of Judah, of Yehuda, and of Israel in general in the world as the nation of God. Ishayahu wants us to learn that as the nation of God we should not be vassals to other kings, nor should we be conquerors of others and empire builders, but rather we have a much higher mission, that is to be a nation of justice, a nation of kindness, and to be an example to other nations. In Yeshayahu's famous words, who should be an orla a light unto the nations. Number two, Yeshayahu teaches us throughout his works the beautiful vision of the future, the days of the Messiah or the Mashiach, days of peace and unity of purpose for all mankind, the days when all nations shall, in Yeshayahu's words, beat their swords into plowshares, etc. Number three, Yeshayahu teaches us the concept of tzedek umishbat, righteousness and justice. These words are repeated over and over again throughout this book, that the true test of a society is true justice and righteousness. Do we provide equal justice for all members of the society, including most importantly those who can't fend for themselves, like the poor, the widows, and the orphans? Or do we have a corrupt society with justice that only helps the wealthy and powerful power over the poor and the weak? Number four, Ishayahu teaches us that ultimately we are judged as a people by God based on ben adam the things that people do between themselves. The success or failure of Yehuda and Yisrael, of Judah and Israel, is dependent not on our rituals or our prayers, but on how well we treat each other. And number five, Ishayahu emphasizes and teaches how our rituals and prayers and our mitzvot, ben adam those things that we do between man and God, cannot be just rote ceremony, but that they must have meaning. We must understand what we are doing and why, otherwise they are worthless. These five are the main ideas that we will find emphasized throughout this book, and of course many others as well. In our next podcast, we will begin listening to Yeshayahu, Isaiah, as he teaches us these lessons and more.